Hi, welcome to Kinship. We're four church sisters who share our discussions so that you're encouraged to deepen relationships in your local church. Hi, welcome to Kinship. This is Kelly here with Bethany, Francis, and Pam, hanging out at the Tolada house, getting ready to talk about some stuff. But before we dive into the nitty gritty, I have an announcement for you guys. Today is the 35th anniversary of Rubio's restaurant. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. <laughs> it you're is. right. That's not that 35 great. years. The world's best taco has oh. been there. The best shrimp taco on the planet. Okay. 35 isn't that even great of a number. <laughs> oh. Oh. For Kelly, it is. It's, it's my whole life. That's all that matters. <laughs> you need so to own one, Kelly. That, please. I, that's my one. dream. In honor of that, what is your favorite food? Last meal on earth. Last thing you're ever going to eat. What do you eat? Well, I'm pregnant, so I really want sashimi. <laughs> and like watch one video a day wow. of someone eating sashimi. <laughs> no, you what? don't. Yeah. That's you kind know. of weird. <laughs> that is weird. I need it so bad. <laughs> I think I choose really good Korean barbecue. Ooh. You and your husband would die happy together. Yes, we would. <laughs> I think I would just eat ice cream. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Any specific type? Um, well, I just had Ben and Jerry's half-baked ice cream, which is really good. Mm. So I'm going to have to say Half-baked? Did it have one. marijuana? <laughs> yeah, what? Why does it have baked? I was wondering that, too. Uh-huh. I was homeschooled, so I don't get that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it has Move on. half-baked cookie dough in it so no marijuana and brownie mix i can respect that so guys go to rubio's get the gourmet shrimp taco plate it comes with beans and chips now you take the taco which has the delicious sauce you eat it over the chips so it all drips out onto (laughs) your chips and then you get to eat the chips in the sauce and it's literally the best meal like i didn't eat solid food for 10 days and then we had rubio's and i cried literally yeah and if this ever gets back to rubio's i want free tacos for life like use my name until i get free tacos if anyone deserves it you do can you write that down down, like that whole description of it'll how be to in the eat. show notes yeah. it'll be in the show notes yeah <laughs> we need that absolutely okay. <laughs> so we um we are going to be talking today about what's been going on in the media and the culture about sexual harassment and um the ha- the movements of me too the movements of times up everything that's been going on with that so do you guys remember like when was it that you first saw the hashtag me too was it recently it was a long time ago like when did this get on your radar because it seems to me like it was kind of overnight i feel like the same way it was kind of overnight but for sure with henry harry harry <laughs> sorry henry harvey. weinstein harvey harvey <laughs> but for sure with Har- harvey weinstein <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for sure with Harvey. <laughs> Harvey. Can you not delete this? Like I love That's these little things. Made. They make it so good. So, yeah. okay, make it good. Okay, they make okay. it really Hold good. On. So for sure the one with hair. <laughs> Desensitized or anything. It's like Harvey. 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 It's like the easiest. So, for sure, with Harvey Weinstein. That's where I heard it also for the first time is when all that with him came out, all those allegations, and then all of a sudden, Me Too was all over Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. But when I was looking it up, like it was out in 2004 or 2006. It was 2006. It's like a 12 year old hashtag. Really? That just like the Harvey Weinstein just like lit again, just out of nowhere. And then, like before, him like i remember bill cosby coming right. out oh, yeah. i remember yeah. hearing about bill o'reilly but those seem to be like okay we caught the bad guy right. like once 
type yeah. thing. And then now all of a sudden, I feel like just since the Harvey Weinstein, it's like every week there's like a new name coming out. Right. Like, why do you guys think all of a sudden there's like so many names being thrown out? Like, just doesn't it just feel like a landslide out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think this has been a issue for a long time that has needed to be addressed, but has been suppressed because, I mean, as I've been thinking about this, Hollywood has just perpetrated a culture of sex. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to confront sex in this specific area when sex is so celebrated in other areas, you know? Yeah. So I feel like maybe it was a matter of time because it is wrong. And generally, like, sin will find you out. Sin's going to come out eventually. But it's been suppressed for so long in this culture of sex in Hollywood, you know? But why specifically with Harvey? Because that's true. That's true with Bill Cosby. That's true with Bill O'Reilly. But, like, what is it about this specific that just allowed it to, like, just burst the doors open mm-hmm. was he like a key player in hollywood yeah. that's true mm-hmm. that makes more so sense. then they like got the big dog so let's yes. just name them all mm-hmm. it's kind of like he was the untouchable mm-hmm. yeah yes. so now since the untouchable is touchable everyone else is as well exactly yeah. interesting because me and paul were talking about it and i was just expressing confusion like sexual harassment didn't just start right? right but it feels like it kind of just did kind of what you were saying i think there was just so much pressure that as soon as people felt free to do it, it was like it was coming out of everywhere which was sad but also really good at the same time you know what I mean yeah so there's the me too thing which to my understanding is just awareness or just kind of getting out there I'm with you that happened to me too I guess since the hashtag right have you guys seen and what do you guys think of that movement effective wise the point of it like how do you think that's been carried out right it's hard because going back to what Bethany was saying like it really is a moral issue mm-hmm. because of the sexual revolution there's going to be sexual abuse and so once you have sexual abuse then now that that's going to go into different facets of people's lives. So yeah, it's really hard to think of this situation. Like it's really sad, but at the same time, like at least as Christians, we understand like this is a sin issue. Mm-hmm. Like the world is full of sin. And I think all of us here are not surprised that these men are being accused and that these women are coming out. Like we're not surprised. It's sad. And it's very like it makes me sad for my children, like thinking about my girls, like trying to prep them for stuff like this to happen. But and then we've already discussed like stuff that has happened or hasn't happened to us. But it's a good movement. I mean, I'm I'm of course I want women to speak up because they should like there's no. Yeah, like you shouldn't just be like, well, it's sin. So oh, just move on. Like, no, if someone is doing or saying sexual remarks or trying to do something to you, like for sure you need to speak up to the proper authorities and not keep it in-house or anything like that but it's just sad that this is where it's ended like this is where it's going like it has to be Hollywood coming out like it's just funny like Hollywood is being the voice of these people that have been harassed when it's like but look at Hollywood like you guys are the ones that are putting out like the movies and the magazines and Mm -hmm. something I found confusing about the Me Too movement was when I was reading all the tweets or the things people were posting there were a lot of different ways that they were saying something Mm. so i saw like sexual abuse sexual Mm. harassment Mm -hmm. sexual misconduct verbal assault emotional assault and it it was all this of course any type of of abuse is wrong and you want victims to speak Mm -hmm. up but then it was hard for me to say okay how do you decide now when something has become assault and especially with the whole issue of coercion yeah like how how do we now define when something is coerced because going back to what you guys saying is like if it's such a sexually 
saturated culture that has so much sex. And I feel like sex outside of marriage, there's always a power. Even in like consensual relationships, mm-hmm. like the girl wants a relationship. So she's, you know, and the guy wants pleasure, but also to feel loved. So it's like, is that coercion? I don't know. So now it's opening a door to people making allegations. And hopefully people are making allegations to protect other people to get predators put away, I guess is the bad thing. Like we want sin called out. It's also confusing me to say, okay, how do we decide what's what in a culture that accepted so much to begin with? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the whole... That's where the whole idea of consent comes in, is that's the line that they draw in the sand is consent. Mm -hmm. They try to make it a black and white issue, but you can't be black and white other than the Bible and like what God says that sex outside of marriage is wrong. Any sexual activity outside of marriage is wrong. And um, I was even listening to this, um, this guy and he was talking about recent articles that have come out about how consent, even like saying yes, doesn't always mean yes. Sometimes women would say yes, but then their nonverbal cues say no. So you have to read that, you know, like even consent is a, you know, is not a black and white issue. And so in a world when there is no absolute truth, according to culture, when everyone has their own truth and their own beliefs, you can't, it's so difficult to draw a line and say this is right and this is wrong, which is what they're trying to do, but failing to do because they can't outside of absolute truth of scripture. And it's interesting too, because when you look at just the movie or um, filmmaking history like there was like integrity and moral aspects to the film industry and then just with the sexual revolution how that like slowly died away and now it's become exactly like whatever the culture is thinking and wanting well kind of going off of that too yeah the oprah Mm -hmm. speech golden globes one thing i noticed um which is probably a small thing but she kept on saying the words your truth Mm -hmm. it's not even the truth anymore Mm -hmm. it's your truth and even those words are undermining the her message of this is right and this is wrong when you're saying your truth you're implying well it could be your truth but then there could be another truth you know so even that like those words are like undermining her whole message which I thought was interesting yeah that's actually really funny because it's like someone else who is the abuser yeah be like well my truth is that it was consensual Uh uh-huh like well that's your truth Oprah said it (laughs) so right like okay Oprah like yeah did any of you watch the Golden Globes I just watched her speech yeah me too Mm -hmm. that's all I saw her whole speech um, did you watch any of like the black carpet interviews about the Time's Up movement no. and all mm-hmm. that? But you guys know about like the black dresses and the yeah. Time's Up. So the women who started the Time's Up movement said, if you want to support us, we're black. And then they passed out pins to like men in suits. And then when the people asked them about their dresses, which they would have done either way, they said, oh, I'm wearing black because this is the movement I support and we're doing, you know. So they used it as advertisement for the movement. Does anyone have an opinion on that? I just thought it was ironic because then there were a few women who didn't wear black and they were totally called out. Out for like why didn't you wear black oh, oh really yeah and um like there was like internet articles on like these people the five people who didn't wear black to the golden globes and so it almost feels like which is how i think more and more christians will feel like as a part of the culture like you're either all in or they're going to turn against you like mm. you better fall in line with like the cult the 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 in yeah Mm -hmm. the in movement or the in hashtag or else you're going to be singled out and you're going to be questioned you know so I feel like it was another opportunity to say to like say who's in and if you don't agree with us we're gonna like shun you that's how I felt about it you know like you have to all be dressed the same way and think the same way about this or else Mm -hmm. you're going to be questioned I guess what I found a little 
not discouraging, but just maybe suspicious was when she started speaking about it and all the men, you know, the women got up and yeah. the men got up. Uh-huh. And I just felt like, really? Like, because Oprah's obviously speaking to those that like the women and also the men that support that movement. But I guess the part that just made me feel like uneasy was like those men there because they're in Hollywood and because they're part of like that production of sex and sex sells. Mm-hmm. It just made you feel like, really? Yeah, you haven't made a comment to any woman, right. you know, like since like your adolescence, you know, like I just found it like a little bit interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I could believe you, man, who right. is standing up in the front row, who is obviously like in Hollywood, handsome. Have Did you misuse your power in some way? And I'm not trying to point the finger as well. It's just a little bit suspicious coming from Hollywood, that particular situation for me, at least like the men standing up. And mm-hmm. of course, I want men to support women. But again, like even the Kelly mentioned this, I guess it was an email of someone. I don't know. Maybe you could explain that really quick. Uh, there's an expletive in the title. The bleep, say the bleep. Okay. The bleep men's media list. If you just Googled that, it was a Google Doc that got shared and it had a bunch, it was like open to writing who had sexually harassed you in the workplace. And there was like a thousand men? Like thousands of names got added. You can look at the that and it got yeah. shut down within like 24 hours just because it was really became an issue and people did get, I think, fired or looked like looked up for it. So yeah, I just find that a little bit interesting. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way because I was looking and even Oprah because she is pictured with Harvey Weinstein in the past before because mm-hmm. I was wondering how many people in there knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm glad because I think there was a lot of fear and a lot of apprehension and obviously like he had power if people weren't reporting it before now. So like, yeah. I'm just glad that it's happening now but then it's kind of like standing there clapping like it's your idea but as you know like okay at least it's happening now. What I did appreciate was I think they kind of owned how superficial the culture was in that like all we're going to be talking about is our clothes so like let's turn that around to something that we actually want to talk about. I liked how they did that. Um, I read an article about how like it was shallow and if they wanted to make a statement they just shouldn't have shown up and wow. I seem to have them like the separating women like if they just didn't go and didn't celebrate their success or they didn't talk about it like they got so much more time talking about the issue than if they hadn't shown up mm-hmm. so I appreciated how they did it and I was researching the Times Up movement because I was like well is it just the same as the Me Too? Right like, yeah I was it? unclear with that. And when you look on their website they have a legal fund that you can donate to and it helps women who've been harassed in the workplace like get legal help and I thought that was really cool because I yeah. like something that like takes it a step further now that like, I'm glad the awareness is there of Me Too but I also like the Times Up that it's like kind of taking a step towards a solution even though we know it's kind of more of a fix a symptom not the core issue right because like we said we know the core issue that's what's kind of sad to me is that Oprah was so hopeful at the end of her speech like that girls one day this is a new dawn we're not gonna have to deal with this anymore and I'm like but we will yeah it's a fallen world people are trying to come up with solutions but they won't have solutions for this problem because they don't have the gospel and so they have this hope that now that there's this openness like it's gonna fix the problem but it's it can't you know without the gospel you can't yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean I think it will fix the part of like women having outlets and being able to like have someone like okay well she's an advocate for me so I can go speak to her Mm -hmm. so I mean in that regard that's good because obviously it's not a secret anymore you know whereas like I was reading how um, Harvey Weinstein like a lot of people knew about it and like it was like whispered among everyone 
someone, but no one did anything or yeah. said anything because he's just a higher up person. So at least now for the young women coming up in Hollywood, at least now they see like, okay, well, there's something different. But yeah, like it's not going to be a clean. It's not going to fix the heart uh-huh. issues. It's not. Yeah. Right. It's still going to be a heart problem. Right. Yeah. Hopefully girls that do seek advocate, there's a little bit less of a like, I guess, a guilt or responsibility. Because when yeah. I've talked to people who have been sexually harassed, it's always like, oh, I didn't say anything because people are going to say, well, what did you do? Mm. You know? Which I think is, see, which is such like a sticky spot. Because on one hand, you want to say there is no excuse for abuse. But then you also want to say like, how can we protect ourselves? You know what I mean? Like yeah. where can we like yeah that's the other thing that someone else brought up like the women were still very wearing very immodest dresses you know you can't say that it's always your fault when you get a comment like obviously there are times when you're completely a victim but there are things that women can do or things that women do do to aggravate it that's the truth and like dressing immodestly is one thing that women do that invites sexual advances yeah Yeah, that's that's a hard yeah i mean i don't know like even with that common i don't know because sure you could be dressed a certain way but a man at least should never feel like he has more authority to say something or do something because the way she's dressed like right, it doesn't excuse the man's right. sin it never does that would still be sin mm-hmm. but at least it would help right if you get a time maybe i can find a link to it i can't remember i need to google it but it was pictures from a museum that someone made of 50 outfits that girls had been raped while wearing it was the outfits and they brought them and I went through them and they're not skanky, oh. you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm apprehensive to say that because exa- it's, yeah, because of that reason, I think like going back to like the heart issue, like, I mean, yes, I agree with you, especially like just going over like modesty and it be more of a heart issue than an actual, like just me showing skin. Yeah. I just find it a little bit like, oh, I don't know. It's almost like when a girl in, in college says I got raped. And they're like, well, what were you wearing? It's like, what? Like, no. Like, you're, no, you're totally missing the point, you know? And I think that's why girls don't bring it up. Is because yeah. they know that's what's going to happen. Because my friend in college, it did happen to her where she um, was sexually assaulted. And what the RD said was, okay, but the, circu- the situation was you invited a stranger into the apartment and you were alone. I'm like, yes, that's true. Yes, that was unwise. Still sexual assault. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but then she felt all like responsible because she could have made a different choice. I'm like, but ultimately you are not the rapist. So I think that there needs to be a distinguishing between like what we can teach people to defend themselves. Yeah, I think like that's where the difference is. Who's responsible for the rape? Mm -hmm. Not the woman, the man. Mm -hmm. Is it still wrong for the woman to dress immodestly? Yes, but that might be a separate issue. Mm -hmm. Still related to sexuality. And the woman is still responsible to dress in a way that's um, preserving her body for her husband. But that doesn't make her responsible for the rape. The man is still responsible for the rape. So it's two different sin issues going on. Does does everyone agree with that? Well, we agree with that. I think it's... It's the tying the immodest dressing to the harassment. It's almost like it's just a separate issue. Like, let's just talk about the harassment on where it's the man's fault for what he did to the woman, as opposed to like, well, they're both at play here, at least like, yes, they are both at play. But if you start talking about the dressing or what she did, it's like uh, sort of taking away from this, at least the me too um, type of situation. I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? It makes sense. I mean, a woman is, if they're sexually harassed, they're hurt. And if you're like trying to like put salt on their wound by saying it's their fault, by like saying you shouldn't have dressed that way or shouldn't have been alone in a room with them, then it wouldn't have happened. But the man is still responsible, I think. 
But like, I'm also tempted to be like, well, why'd you dress that way? Yeah, right. And I think we're just in a a broken world. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be brokenness on both sides. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where I don't want to say the woman has no fault. Although I like I received like a comment this week and I felt guilty for not saying something back you know Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh I shouldn't feel guilty for that but at the same time I feel like I'm broken too and there are things in the past that I could have done to not to prevent but like just recognizing that women aren't perfect either and there there are things that women have done in the past I would say to that are like immoral sexually you know and I I I don't want to say it's just the man's fault because I feel like that could be a temptation in Hollywood today where it's like you just look at men as the the perpetrate which is true they have caused a lot of it but I don't want to say there's no brokenness on the other side too and say that women aren't broken some way too you know and just blame men I I don't know if that's fair either I guess what I'm I think I'm hearing what you're saying and then I think I am interpreting a meaning to it so I'll just clarify I think when I heard you say I think what you said is I wouldn't say the woman has no fault I would say the woman has no fault in being raped right I would say that I would say I would put no fault on her at all right It is a culture that created such sexual confusion and just saying, well, the woman's in a sexually confused culture is the only way I would even connect her to it. I would put all the fault on the man. But the culture is a culture with like casual sexual encounters. And so that does free up for men to be like, I thought it was consensual. And the woman's Mm -hmm. like, no, it wasn't. And so just saying like, we've created a culture where that can be vague and confusing is the only way I would connect the woman. I feel free saying regardless of the situation, regardless of what she's wearing, I don't fault the woman with being. Well, and I I think I'm not even saying just rape because, for example, there are situations where the woman is out of nowhere, like raped, and she has no ability to, it was not her fault at all. But what about the situations where like it was a higher up who wanted certain sexual favors from a woman and she gave them to him because she wanted to advance her career, right? And then can you really say the woman had no fault in that situation or you can't blame her at all? Right. But that's not the situation that we're talking about we're talking about that first one where they are getting harassed by a higher up and it has it's not her trying to advance because the ones that are trying to advance they're not the ones that are speaking at least they shouldn't and the people that that got abused are not looking at them and be like being our side it's like no you actually helped this happen so it's actually the first person that you're talking about the one that's actually getting abused because if let's just say if the person that got abused was wearing a certain thing and for us if we look at her and we would say she's modest but then Harvey looks at her like she's immodest Mm -hmm. like yeah baby you know like Mm -hmm. I, I I don't know I, I still have just a hard time putting like modesty onto her in this situation like yeah that is an issue but it's like a whoa it's like the hundredth place way down there do you guys get what I'm saying I don't know if I well and I think we've like kind of dabbled into what like now what is coercion because there's more to like sexually assaulting when like if you're not like obviously she's not chained to the ground but if that's her job and she's like the sole provider for her family and she's like Mainly, I was reading about um, hotel mates. Mm. If it's her against a, a guest there, she's going to lose her job. Like they're not, they're going to, they can replace her and she knows it. So if it's between, if it's that power struggle, yeah. I would call that still assault. Yeah. Not she gave it. She, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's probably what you were reading about how yes doesn't always mean yes. You know, if it's, there's a power struggle as well, a power, not even struggle, like someone is overpowering you with your job or I guess livelihood in that way. 
So you would say the woman doesn't have fault in that situation too? Like if a higher up like wanted sexual favors from her and she said yes because she was afraid of losing her job, you would say she still wasn't at fault at all. Like I I would still say the man was at fault and responsible, but I would still say the woman was too. Yeah, because obviously you don't want to go into sin and like you lose your job and then try to sue them at least. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. But I would still say that the man is responsible for, I would still call that assault or I guess harassment. Harassment. There you go. All the different terms are confusing. Yeah. For sure. I would too. At least in that scenario, I would. Yeah. But I would be careful if a woman did come to me and say, this is the position I was in and this is what I did. I wouldn't be like, oh, sinner. You know what I mean? Like, I would try to be really empathetic with, like, you were harassed and abused and, like, I don't know. Uh, Christians need to be really careful, too, about how they, like, engage people in that situation to as well. To be compassionate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I don't want to come off across as harsh and blame women, but I also don't want to excuse sin either if there was sin on on the part Mm -hmm. of the woman when i think you raise a good point is that we don't want to be so blind that we need to be able to see like who is a victim and who is not Mm -hmm. like there needs to be a standard because then it's just disrespectful to actual victims so i think it's good to test like okay who is being truly harassed and who isn't Mm -hmm. are you thinking of what's aziz and sorry i don't want to say it wrong i can look (laughs) it up but yeah that's who i'm thinking of well yeah i just uh watched a video about the accusation of the girl he went on a date with and Mm -hmm. How she felt coerced, I guess, right? Would you say that? I was trying to, I'm, I read her statement. She felt, uh, the word she said was uncomfortable because he repeatedly made advances. Mm-hmm. Even though she, she said she wanted to slow down. But then like Bethany was saying, like she did make a choice to engage. Mm-hmm. Right. And then left, you know, and she stopped. Like when she wanted to stop, she did stop. He called her an Uber, texted the next day and checked on her. And then people were saying like, no, that wasn't assault. You just had a bad day. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think you're right. I think it's important for women to like take responsibility for this. This was consensual. Right. I mean, that's what it sounded like. I don't know the... Mm-hmm. Well, she said she said yes, but with her nonverbal communication, she was saying no. Wow, that's so difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's why you t- when you take sex outside of marriage, like it gets so confusing. Right. Yeah. It's like that's not how God meant sex to be enjoyed. Right. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, she didn't even enjoy it. Like now she's accusing him. And I, again, I don't know the full story and um, the details of it. But at least from that summary, it just sounds like, yeah, it just was a date that didn't go well for her. And I would just say like, girlfriend, like don't put yourself in situations like that, that you don't want to be in. Mm-hmm. I did want to talk about the pastor in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see that? There uh-huh. was a pastor who um, had an incident, a sexual incident. PJ and I were like, why is he using that word? But he was 22 and she was 17. This was a, a church pastor. in Texas. Yeah. And he was a youth pastor. He was driving her home from youth group. Pulled over to a remote area and sexually assaulted her. And so that's been on, at least I listened to it on NPR and then I watched the video of him confessing it to the congregation and so at least the spin that NPR gave and like others was interesting because I feel like the actual video of him confessing gave more information than NPR did I think even maybe Albert Moeller as well I mean obviously both have like a short segment to give but yeah it was just more information when you watch the actual video of his confession and the reason I bring that up because we had a church member I won't say where but we had a church member who was assaulted by their youth pastor and she never told anyone and she told PJ and I and she was young I think I don't remember the full story but I think she might have been 15 and he was the youth pastor and it had happened before it was another friend of hers who said the same thing 
like he did that to me and like she's seen him around and it's awkward and it's so sad and I mean it left scars at least for me like watching her life and even her dating experience like I really do believe it left a scar and you could see it and it was really just disturbing and sad but I just want to tell listeners out there like if anything like that happened to you like any youth pastor any pastor anyone in the church has like taken advantage of you or said comments or anything like that like please go to your like church um, leaders talk about it even if it is assault like sexual assault go to the authorities go to the police I think that's one of my issues and we could talk about it here but how churches try to do in home um, like trying to take care of it within the church of course you do want to do like the aspect of asking for forgiveness and going through the whole reconciliation but you don't take the local authorities out of that you know for the sake of well Jesus Jesus forgives so we're all good it's like no you still have to call the cops and they have to be involved legally so I don't know have you guys ever experienced that in your churches or like what are your thoughts on that okay well I did have a question about that which I think we talked about this like the Bible talks about not taking another brother to court right not suing like you deal with it within your church family so my initial reaction is like he needs to pay and he needs to be held responsible for his actions and I would think in court but then that Bible verse comes to mind where it specifically says you're not supposed to so I don't know what to think about that at least that bible verse is talking about like it's two business partners is it I don't that's remember. what I thought I don't know we could look at it again. <laughs> if anyone wants to pull <laughs> it up I'm googling it <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like God has given us laws to obey and they're good laws. So it's your responsibility. Like if someone commits a crime to take it to the local authorities because that's the law. Yeah. We're called to submit to the law too. It's biblical. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because then it gets sticky. Like what should you bring to law enforcement and what can't you like? Oh, okay. Well, that's true. Manslaughter. Like, well, I don't need to bring that to the authorities. (laughs) Like I'll just take care of it within the church. It's like, oh, actually, no, like God has given us good laws to obey yeah yeah and that's the other thing i wanted to say was i was even thinking about this like i feel like hollywood is being a hypocrite right now but like couldn't we say the same thing about the church like the church has so many instances of sexual predators within the church and so to look at hollywood and say oh you guys are the hypocrites is almost hypocritical because this is a problem that is within the church and outside of the church and so the church has to repent and to turn away from this sin you know and admit that we had a a part in perpetuating the issue as well yeah there's definitely been a movement i don't know like how long or what but um there were situations where this exact situation has happened where churches try to take care of it within the local church and they don't bring it to authorities so now leaders like russ moore albert moeller but are actually encouraging churches to go to the local authorities because they've seen exactly what you said the hypocrisy of the church and it being dealt within the church and the misunderstanding of the text of like oh well you don't have to go outside you just handle it inside and no it's actually you're not supposed to do that it's against the law you know yeah and um i don't know it's so ugly and like mm-hmm. it's just such like we've already said like such a sin issue like the there's no real solution outside of the gospel but i don't know how do you guys think that we as christians can like engage the culture on this and help where we can obviously besides spreading the love of god but how can we engage this problem well i think to be aware that it's an issue because I think I'm so afraid to ask women like have you experienced you know or 
I don't think to ask women like have you ever been assaulted or you know and then when people have come forward and told me about it I'm just like I don't know what to say you know I'm scared to say the wrong thing or to make it worse or whatever you know so I feel like to not be afraid to address it and ask questions and then to be opening open to hearing their stories and then asking if there's any way you can help or you know just knowing that it's an issue and being willing to talk about it yeah I would, um, I know we're talking about the church, but I mean, our children are part of the church. And I think informing our women, our girls within the church, our children within the church, that we're here to protect them. Like mom and dad's like telling them, like, I am here to protect you. I am, I'm basically like your Superman. I read an mm-hmm. article that was encouraging parents to speak like that because as a child, you're you're scared if something happens to you, any kind of harassment or just uneasiness, you want someone to protect you. And so the article was encouraging parents to make sure the children know that you're there to protect them at whatever cost. So yeah, I mean, for the, for the girls, like at least my girls, like already talking about um, what's improper touching, what's like, if someone makes you feel uncomfortable, like feel free, please like tell mommy, tell daddy, we're here to protect you. For our son, Rock, making sure that he understands biblical manhood and womanhood. And as a man, you're here to serve and protect. Like that's your job as a man. And if you're doing like harassment stuff, obviously you're not serving and protecting you know so just instilling in them as the kids like their identities of what a woman is and a woman encourages biblical manhood and womanhood and she also rejects when the man is not displaying biblical manhood which is the serving and the protecting so yeah putting instilling that in children because that's helpful with this harassment and the lack of self-control I would encourage them I mean if you do end up having a conversation with a sister at your church and you find out that they are sexually assaulted or harassed or anything like that that ultimately their identity is not in that or the guilt and shame of being wrongly touched or verbally abused or anything like that like it doesn't end there the cross covers that Mm. and that's the beauty of the christian community is that it doesn't end with you being sexually harassed but it ends with christ covering you and loving you as his family you're god's daughter and you're beautiful Mm. i think not that anything about sexual assault is encouraging but i've been really encouraged to see i just think that the media and the culture is demonstrating Mm. Like such a hole, like just such a thirst for right and wrong and truth. And I think that like now is the perfect time for the church to come forward with answers. Yeah. Because like what better conversation is there than, okay, what is justice for that woman? And like having people talk through right and wrong because you will get to Jesus because it just, that's where it leads. So I've just been thankful to see that like people aren't numb. Like people want right and wrong and justice and truth. Thank you for listening to Kinship. That was a hard one and not a complete one. I don't think that's a complete conversation ever. We could go on forever, but yeah. So thank you for taking the time to listen. We hope it was either encouraging or just thought-provoking and conversation-driving for you and um, to share it with your family and your church family and neighbors and co-workers and whoever, maybe you have friends who have experience with this that could um, shed more light than we could. That would be great too. So leave a review and comment on iTunes. You can email us at kinshippodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear what you think about this, if we left out something, if you want clarification on something, if we need clarification on something. And then thank you to our husbands thank you to bbc and shepherd la and aaron talata for music and pam for the awesome audio bye Bye. Bye.